All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Um, we have an opportunity to kind of talk to our audience a little bit about our thoughts on a couple of different topics. So it's going to be a little free form because the content will eventually be rolled into like shorter clips. But I think one of the things I wanted to start with was the fact, and maybe Pam, you can speak to this in a relatively unique way, that our agency is on fire right now. We are. On fire. Yes. Specifically in our agency to agency unit, which um, I know, Laura, you and I just did a podcast on that. So if you haven't seen it, check it out, um, where we talked a lot about kind of how we service larger agencies in the managed markets payer space, uh, which is a relatively unique offering and just something that I think we've been mastering for eight years and people are really starting to multiple agencies at the exact same time really kind of coming to us. But they might not know how like an account function, like your function as the head of the client experience team here, um, how how do you help agencies? Like what are the calls you're getting? What's interesting about that? And what's kind of changed since, let's say, over the past year? Great. Love to talk about that. Yeah, we um, have been getting more and more calls from our agency clients. Business is just starting to boom now and they are reaching out to us. So when they call, I basically am the liaison to copy and art. So they'll call me um, and I can help them facilitate whatever their needs are, whether it's copy and art support or account management and project management support. Uh, they're looking for all different types of resources and we have them here at Copy and Art and we're happy to support them in whatever way they find um, best fits their needs. Yeah, I find it's interesting to be a small agency working with big agencies. I think it makes, it certainly adds value to them yeah. because where they need help, we can come in and support. Um, but it actually adds value to us as well, because there's almost nothing going on at a large agency that we're not privy to. We see the way they work. We see, you know, we can, we can tell best practices. Yeah. We can tell sharp ideas. And another interesting point is we have the clients that turn to us for long-term solutions. So they call us ahead of time. They know what support they'll need. Um, but recently we've also had clients that are calling because someone went out on maternity leave unexpectedly or some other healthcare related reason that they need coverage uh, long-term or short-term on their accounts. Um, and we're also happy to help support in that way, which is a really unique opportunity and support resource that they can kind of call on. Do we ask like how somebody goes out on maternity unexpected? Or do we do we not ask questions about that? Do we say, why are you calling us two weeks before this person goes out when they were in theory pregnant? Anyway, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. I, I digress. Time. Yeah. You knew about this. <laughs> right, right. You just, you just waited. I was right. thinking it was earlier than they expected. So like possibly, you know. No, was, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only kidding. I, I'm, I'm always yeah. guilty of a bad joke. So Laura, what do you see kind of? Um, what have you seen maybe last, let's say, this year versus 2020 in the agency to agency business that you support? I think they're definitely starting to see the value in the, our model and the fact that we're a team and we're not individual freelancers and we all work together and have easy access to each other. Like, you know, for example, um, Christina and I are starting to work more closely together on some of the same accounts and some of my jobs she is taking over and they know that we are in the office together and see each other all the time. So they don't have to do any of the work of onboarding her to my jobs. I do that. Mm -hmm. I am like, okay, I will go tell Christina. I'll walk in her office right now and talk to her about it. And they're like, Oh, great. Absolutely. Great. I do that. <laughs> I now I don't have to do it. And um, they're starting to see like how valuable that is. 
Yeah, it looks like your business unit is kind of blown up too. You seem very, very, very busy. Yep, pretty busy. Yes. It's happening. It's all happening. Yeah, I kind of feel like after COVID and the FDA's kind of focused back to other kind of things they had in the pipeline, let's say, the agencies were conservative for a little while there, and now they're kind of coming back and, you know, really trying to almost make up for lost time. Agree. Yeah, I think they um, kind of maybe held budgets back slightly uh, during the heart of COVID and and leading up to like early spring. And now people are realizing they need to put more money towards marketing. It was a missed opportunity um, not to continue at that level um, throughout the pandemic. And they certainly need to um, put their budget towards the marketing efforts that are necessary to keep them top of mind right now. Yeah. Do you see that in the hospital class? Like now that we can get in and do photo shoots, how um, how different to, is that? Very different. They don't have a video or photography that represents today's healthcare environment. So we've been getting in there and taking photo shoots and video shoots that represent what it means to be in a hospital or doctor's office or medical facility um, in this post-COVID environment. So uh, it's been great to have that opportunity to um, be on site and really capture those moments. Yeah, I think it's very important to show the audience, our clients, uh, everyone that we're in this together under this certain circumstance. And in going forward, it's important to reflect the climate in everything that we do and show that we're in this, we're doing this, we're here. And our clients are projecting that out to the world to show that they're being safe um, and they're keeping everything together buttoned up. I think uh, also the COVID pandemic highlighted um, to clients or reinforced, I should say, how important digital marketing is. Um, And I think they uh, now are really embracing it more than ever. They realized they need to allocate, you know, a significant portion of their budget towards that digital marketing effort because that's where people are and they want to catch them where they are. Oh, definitely. Pieces that are that used to be digital and print are now just why, why even bother with it? Why, why would we even do that? Let's just not even spend money on that. Let's just make it all digital and just, you know, use our money efficiently. That's what everyone's doing. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because we have a lot of friends in the in the print world. Yeah. So please don't be mad at us. Um, we do. We do. And I and there actually. There is a time and place. There is a time oh, and no, place Oh, no. And I love print. print. Yes. Like, for instance, I yes. still go to Barnes & Nobles. I still yeah. read paper books. Yep. Um, but. What I will say is, as far as communication is concerned, 2020 and beyond, making sure that any message or any tactic that you're working on has a digital home um, or a digital kind of uh, face to it, I think it became crystal clear. And traditionally, pharma and especially hospital has been really slow on the modern marketing trends. They're like really kind of, they wait till everybody's doing it. Um, they're not as innovative from a marketing perspective. And now I think I see more innovative social engagement, a little bit more video. And that's what we're trying to kind of edge our clients toward, because I don't think there's anything second to being face to face with a person and telling them a story live. I think video is, is the way to go. 
The best, the best. And I think people have really, they always knew you had to be true to your brand and who you are. Um, but I especially think as we come out of this pandemic that it's really important and brands realize it and clients realize it and hospitals realize it, that they need to be true to who they are. And the patient really wants to, or consumer really wants to hear who they are and why they're different and why they are who they are. Um, so I think that's another kind of important takeaway from the last year and a half. I agree. You know, and then on that note, I'd like to add that specifically with the pharma world, you know, COVID, the pandemic has brought to light our need for healthcare. And and with that said, um, you know, pharma companies are really highlighted in this climate. I mean, they are in the forefront. People are interested. People want to know more about these different companies and what they're bringing to the table. Innovation within the pharma world is extremely important right now. And you need to show your brand. You need to bring to light who you are, your mission, and how to get that out into the world. And that's where we come in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's been more Me Too drugs in the pharma world than there has been clear innovation innovation from a by a long shot. All right, Laura. Favorite or most unexpected digital tactic that brands are using, any brand, any time? Favorite or most unexpected? Those yeah, are like, so those are so different. I know, like, I know. <laughs> That's a curveball question. No. Oh um Or what's interesting? Gosh. You brought up one right before we got started. Um, Did I? I think it was a Ford. Oh, oh, the Ford thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I was reading recently that Ford developed a technology. They patented a technology to bring billboards into your car and project them on the screen in your car. I got to say, when I first read about it, I was like, uh, well, I don't like that. I I don't like it. Uh, It makes me uncomfortable. It just makes me feel very, you know watched and also like I'm going to get distracted while I'm driving, which feels like not a great idea. But it, it, it is a good example of how technology and marketing intersect and how AI is improving marketing in, in almost every way. And I'm, I'm not totally sure that that's going to get past like a, a regulatory uh, board, but you know, I, I'm but interested. I'm interested in seeing what happens with that for sure. Um, might be more of a thing once self-driving cars really get off the ground. Cause then you won't have to, pay as much attention to the road, although you should still be paying attention, people. <laughs> pay attention. Comes first. Yeah. yeah. Pay attention to the road for sure. Um, but you know, maybe it won't be as much of a concern. Great technology though, because it really can help that CTA be stored in your car so you don't have to, you know, remember or forget. Um and yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's more. gonna I think the point of it is not to just project the whole billboard. It's to pull the like important parts, like if there's a website or a yeah. phone number, it pulls it up on your screen and then you can like, oh, call this number Oh, right now. Oh. I know. It's, I know. I, I get, I fully get the point of it and I get how much more effective that can make a billboard. But I'm also like, wow. Oh, wow. just shove it right in my face. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so interesting when text marketing started to become a thing, I was like, uh-uh. Because I get a lot of text messages and I get in trouble for not responding to them on time from people I love (laughs) and who love me. I couldn't imagine being marketed through my cell phone and I hated the idea. And then I went to Nordstrom to buy a gift or set of gifts. Um, And they asked for my cell phone number to make me a client. 
And I'm like, it's Nordstrom. I like this. The guy was nice. And all of a sudden, I got this quote-unquote VIP, VIP kind of sales where it had analyzed my sales and it made strategic recommendations on what I should buy next. It created a closet for me. It was like, and if you're a Nordstrom like person, I might be misrepresenting completely with the names, <laughs> but basically it gave me a stylist and it made recommendations for a closet and wardrobe and it had analyzed my purchases or maybe just some other thing. And it made recommendations. And of course, seeing something that was like in my closet for me from Nordstrom, yep. beautifully designed, and all I had to do was click, was interesting. And I went from, you know, I think hating the idea of text marketing to maybe being intrigued a it little is. bit. So I just, yeah. I, I think it's interesting that it's going to be everywhere. And so for people who are still trying to hold on to what they did from a marketing perspective five years ago, they really should be reconsidering um, and looking at what big brands are doing because they're just foreshadowing what's it's to no come. no longer the tech industry that's doing digital marketing. It's permeating every industry, yeah. um, all company sizes, big and small. I really, it's going to move into the future like fast and furious. Anything to add on the digital marketing front? Anything new, interesting that you've seen? I'm just uh, loving the Facebook Lives or any live you know, video on social media, because the great thing is you can see so many experts talking at any time, anywhere. So you can be in your home, you can be on a soccer field, uh, and you can be listening to whatever topic you find interesting or want to hear more about. And I've found those personally and professionally as a really successful tool to meet your prospective uh, target market. And if you haven't figured it out, we do sell those. And we Pam, do. We, and, <laughs> and Pam is really good at selling. So that was the disclaimer that yeah. that was an ad. But yeah. interesting, mm -hmm. the reason I said that. Yeah. Sponsored by. Sponsored by Copy and Art was because yeah. what I find fascinating is more the logistical yeah. back end of that where brands get a tremendous amount of value from a Facebook Live event. Yeah. A lot of eyes. It's soared. People can watch it after the fact. But it. We've come to a point where it's very little logistical setup for them. Like you would think it's it's like yeah. one twenty-fifth what it takes to do a video shoot from a logistical planning perspective and the value that they get. The thing is that it's kind of innovative and new and like Facebook video, yeah. like they but what it takes for us to actually turn around a really successful Facebook Live is tiny compared to or compared with you know some of the bigger video shoots we do and they get so much bang for the buck and you can be in two or three or four separate locations so you don't even have to all you know be in the all same be place. together yeah right and then the audience loves that if they want to catch you live and ask a question to have yeah. you answer it they can get your attention like live you know, the brands like it because they can get their messaging out there, their subject matter experts out there, or their docs in case of yeah. our hospital clients with whatever key service line they're heading up. And the brands get that kind of overtime viewership from whatever recordings and or, you know, kind of where it lives in almost perpetuity in, in the video world. So Definitely. I don't know. I think yeah. you're right with, with that. And I hope more brands come on board with that. Big brands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an easy solution with an immediate or almost immediate return on investment. It really is just so beneficial for every company to think of and to pursue and to do, be at the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, one of the last things I think this the pandemic showed us was we used to think they had to be in the same room to make an impact. And I think when companies got creative and they realized we don't have that option right now and we have to stay alive and, and then better yet, we have to thrive and stay creative, all of these kind of new. And then now people are going, why go back? Hmm. Right. We're, we're here. Right. So yeah. we're, we're on team stay together, but the other side of it is we've also learned how to be creative without being in the same room. Yep. And we can maximize that too. So Geography is no longer an obstacle. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which means that we should pack up this office and move it to Hawaii. <laughs> and all work out of Hawaii. I second that. I'm, yes. Right? I yes. think it's a great idea. Uh, she seconds the motion. All in favor? Hawaii? Oh, and we're all on board. All right. You heard it here, folks. We're moving to Hawaii. So, um, yes, Pam will sell uh, Facebook Live and Laura will sell Hawaii. I know. Any day of the week. So, thank you guys for joining me. We're going to call it quits on this one. Awesome. But I think this was great. And thanks for our uh, audience for listening to us. And uh, It was fun. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Till next time. <laughs>